Anger is a normal human emotion that everyone experiences. What causes you to become angry? How do you deal with your anger? God has a lot to say about anger. In Ephesians 4, God's word says, Be angry, but do not sin. And Proverbs 29:11 tells us, A fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. How can we learn to control our anger? Join us today as we talk about dealing with anger. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Dealing with anger. It's a difficult topic, isn't it? The impact of anger in the home is profound. I thought about several areas just in our family My youngest son, Jeff, when he was seven years old, got angry with me because I told him he couldn't play with a friend that had just come to his grandma's house that lived two houses down from us. And he got so angry. It was the first time I ever saw anger with this it to this extreme that he ran away from home. He was seven years old and, uh, I said, well, he's not old enough to cross those main streets, so he couldn't have gone that far. We're looking all over for Jeff. And finally, my husband found him on his way home from work. He had walked almost two miles to his grandma's house. They weren't home, so then he had kept going to his friend's house. They weren't home. And by the time my husband found him, he had turned around and was coming home. But nothing happened to him that day. But it could have been very serious. He crossed some major streets. And uh, at seven years old, he did it, even though he wasn't permitted to cross any of the streets, the major streets with stoplights. Uh, So his anger, we had to learn to help him deal with anger. But anger comes comes on us very uh, quickly. Another uh, family story, my dad, Joseph Shaneberger, left home when he was 16 years old because his dad, uh, who had been drinking, told him to leave and never come back. And that's exactly what my dad did. A very sad story that I've uh, talked about before and have a CD about what happened and uh, what my dad, who was uh, co-founder of Lime Baseball Association, did after that. He made a self-made man. He did a lot of wonderful things. But uh, he was never reconciled to his family, and that's a very sad story. And it's because his dad was angry at him, and then my dad was angry that he would have kicked him out when he was so young. Uh, My dad made his way to St. Louis and, uh, you know, lived a great life, was a great father and a great husband to my mom. But that anger story is a sad part of what could have been. So for me, I never met my grandmother, his mother, and uh, she never met me, all because of anger. So what about your family? How has anger impact it in a negative way? I think normally anger is always a negative impact. But anger does affect our lives. And let me define it. Anger is a normal human emotion that everyone experiences. Sometimes people think anger is always a sin, but if you remember at the top of the program, I read Ephesians 4, and it says, 
Be angry, but do not sin. So anger is not always a sin. Anger is often also a secondary emotion. It's connected to fear and frustration. Often, uh, we become angry when our boundaries are violated, our situations we're not prepared for come upon us suddenly. And it's very true that different people react differently to anger. I really believe that. I think the personality of people come into play. But I do think as parents and grandparents, we should help our children learn how to control their anger and deal with their anger. So what are some of the results of anger? Uh, Abuse, child abuse, a, a wife being abused. Domestic violence is really all about power and control, but it also deals with anger. Certainly another result of anger is murder. And in a little bit, I'm going to be reading from Genesis 4, 6 with the story of Cain and Abel. And we'll find out how that anger ended up resulting in murder. Anger can cause a lowered self-esteem of our children. And a low self-esteem can cause all kinds of damage. So um, if a child is ridiculed, are made fun of, or if the parent is always angry and saying very negative things to the children or youth, it can cause low self-esteem. They also say that depression is anger turned inside out. I find that very interesting, and um, I think that it's often very true. If you are depressed... Sometimes it is actually because you have been angry, but you've been unwilling to deal with that anger, the person maybe that you're angry with. You just stuff that anger and you never let it out. So even though uh, sometimes people see anger as very bad, uh, it is a normal human emotion and we need to find ways to allow it to come out without sinning. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Uh, So I want to look first at God's Word and what it has to say about anger. Um, And then we'll talk about some ways that we can learn to control our anger. I already read this, but Ephesians 4, 26 says, Be angry, but do not sin. Now, I remember some years ago when I was teaching this um, it's really a Bible study at um, the maternity home that I worked with. One of the women, when she asked, what's our topic today, Mrs. K? I said, we're going to deal with the topic of anger. She said, oh, when you get angry, you sin. And I said, well, not always. Anger is not always a sin. It's just a normal human emotion that we need to learn how to deal with. And she thought, when you got angry, you were always sinning. And I think there's a lot of people that think that, but we don't always need to sin when we become angry. We often do, and we'll talk a little bit about how that happens, but we don't have to be sinning just because we get angry. In Matthew 21, 12 to 11, and John 14, we see an enraged Jesus. He makes a whip, he turns over the money changers' tables, and drives them out of the temple that they defiled. These people were breaking God's law, and Jesus was righteously anger. He never sinned. He was sinless, 
So here is an example of someone, Jesus, becoming angry but not sinning. I I think for those of us that think, oh, well, that's a righteous anger, uh, we have to be really careful because it's so easy to slip from being righteously anger into sin by what we say or do. And um, Jesus was perfect, so we know it is possible to become angry and not sin. Moses became furious when he returned from Mount Sinai to find the Israelites worshiping Baal. Exodus 32, 19 tells us his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and burned it in the fire. Then he ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. Again, Moses' anger was a result of others breaking God's law. I mentioned earlier I talk about Cain and Abel. Cain dealt incorrectly with his anger when his offering wasn't accepted by God. God rejected his offering but accepted his brother Abel's offering. The reason was Cain didn't give God his best offering. God warned Cain of what his anger would do. He said in Genesis 4, 6, Why are you angry? Why is your face cast down? You know when you're angry, your face changes, doesn't it? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. So God gave him a warning. Cain did not master his anger. He let it master or rule him. Cain became so angry that he ended up murdering his own brother Abel. So that's why I said anger in its lowest level doesn't seem too dangerous. But all you have to do is pick up the newspaper and you hear of people, sometimes siblings, sometimes best friends who get into a fight and all of a sudden there's a knife or a gun and someone is murdered because of anger that escalated. So be aware and learn to control your anger. Proverbs 14 says, be slow to anger, quick-tempered persons exact folly. And James 1, 19 and 20 says, this you know, my beloved brothers, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of men does not achieve the righteousness of God. So just be slow to anger. Give yourself time. Give yourself time to get over the anger before you speak, because often it's what we say that causes us to sin. Uh, I already read Proverbs 29 also, but let me read it again. A fool always loses his temper but a wise man holds it back. And uh, Galatians 5, 23 and 20, uh, 22 and 23 says the fruit of the Spirit is, and then it lists a lot of them, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self-control would be dealing with our anger and controlling what we say and do after we become angry. And then it goes on, against such things there is no law.
For those of us that feel really down about our anger, I want us to remember Romans 1.8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So again, we need to learn to control our anger. Here's some suggestions. How can we learn to control our anger? When we get angry, it's what we do as a result of that anger that causes us to sin. Anger often results in wrath, slander, gossip, bitterness, malice, and yes, even sometimes murder. When our anger causes us to hurt others intentionally, it is sin. I guess I would even say if it causes us to hurt others, even if it's not intentionally, it is sin. Here are some suggestions on how to deal with your anger. Confess sinful anger to God. Ask for his help in learning to control your anger and to remain calm in trying circumstances. If you experience guilt about your bouts of anger, remember that you're a child of the king. Now, I'm kind of going back and forth here. Yes, we often get angry and sin. It's not always righteous anger. We sin. We say things that are wrong. We do things that are wrong. Let me just give you a couple examples. When I'm doing the Bible study, I have some um, uh, a little quiz for uh, groups and uh, discussion, little small discussion starters. Things like stress causes anger at times as we help children with homework or when children want to choose their own clothes and not what we've selected. How do you react to those circumstances? How do you remain calm? Your two teenage children are home all day during the summer while you work. You walk in after work to dishes piled high in the sink and food spilled on the floor that you washed yesterday. What do you do? What do you say? Your two children fight under your nose over a computer game. What do you say? How do you react when a fellow employee is rude and impolite to you? How do you respond when someone takes God's name in vain? Just a few of the examples of things that we might get angry about. But even though we do get angry, we need to remember that we are a child of the King. Jesus suffered the punishment you deserved for your sins. He was pierced, suffered, and died for your sin of anger, my sin of anger too, 2,000 years ago. So we need to accept his forgiveness that he offers daily. You also might want to look up and dwell upon Romans 8, 1. There is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. I do want to make a few announcements, and then I'll go back to talking about some ways to control anger. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness to family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. 
If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go back to my topic of dealing with anger. And uh, we talked about confessing sinful anger to God. And if you're not sure, just confess it, because we do, on a daily basis, get mad, angry about something. Pray and think before you speak. I've already talked about that. Have you ever experienced a time when you foolishly lost your temper? Have you been able to hold your temper back in trying situations? Uh, it's important that we work on this. I mean, there are counselors that do anger management. There are people that have to go to classes to learn how to manage their anger. And many marriages, and I didn't mention this, but marriages break up because of anger, uh, because of one spouse being so angry with the other that they can't get over it. Another thing to do is, when possible, Give yourself time to cool off. James 1, 19 and 20, I already read this, says we should be quick to hear and slow to speak. Sometimes it helps to share your anger or frustration with a third person, but make sure you pick someone that you can trust that isn't going to repeat what's going on. Physical labor can also help. Vent your feelings of anger upon inanimate objects. Spend time ironing, mowing the lawn, hammering nails, cleaning house, jogging, walking, or biking to uh, expend built-up anger. How do you vent your emotions when you're angry? Tell us. Let us know. Uh, Tell us on Facebook. Have you found that physical labor helps you? Why or why not? Everybody's different. Everybody's going to learn to do this in different ways. React lovingly, not negatively or hatefully to those who anger you. The Bible tells us that an angry person cannot obtain the righteousness of Christ. It warns us, again, I'm saying this, repeating it, be slow to anger so we don't sin. Um, God himself is slow to anger and has sent his only son, Jesus, to restore us to fellowship with him. He forgives us for Jesus' sake. And... um, Other things, thoughts about controlling anger. Allow humor to prevail. Humor is a great way to um, break up uh, anger if you can just see the humor in it. A lot of times as you look back at something you were so upset with, you laugh. And I'm remembering... um, uh, a, a school picnic. They had one of those cakewalks, <laughs> and one of our friends they 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 got like um, I think two cakes, and her husband had had too much to drink at that picnic, 
and he sat on one of those cakes as they were going home. For years, Jane would be upset when we talked about that. But eventually, it was just a a funny story that we would share. Uh, Another thing is to change the routine that you have, whatever is making you angry. Change your routine. Do something different. I already said physical labor helps. Um, Talking about communicating to a third party, another way is to write a letter to the person that's upset you. I think a lot of times we just have a lot of trouble with confronting the person that has made us upset. And a letter sometimes can do that, but let it sit for a couple days and reread it because words that are written are harder to forget than even the verbal words that you share. So many times we don't remember what we said, but when you put it in a letter, be careful that you don't make it worse. I do not encourage you to write emails back and forth because emails tend to cause more conflict than anything else. And uh, it's just a challenging time. I think the most important thing is to pray and ask God to help you deal with your anger and the other and the person that you're angry with. God helps us learn to control our emotions. Emotions can control us. Are we, with God's help, can learn to control our emotions. Thank God for your emotions because he gave them to you, not just anger, but all of the other emotions as well. Ask him to help you to learn to deal with your emotions effectively and to keep your eyes focused on Jesus, the Savior of the world. In this outline, I have just a couple things that you can do this week. I want to share a few of those. Keep a journal for a week or a month. And record the times you become angry. Evaluate whether you deal with that anger effectively or ineffectively. Pray and ask the Lord to help you learn to deal more effectively with that emotion. Maybe it won't be anger. Maybe it'll be another emotion. But God, help remember that God gave you all of your emotions. And uh, and he wants us to be self-controlled. Sometimes... Emotions such as anger causes us to sin. If this happens to you, again, ask the Lord to forgive you. Then ask for his help in learning to deal with your anger. If you've hurt someone when you were angry, learn to ask for their forgiveness too. I'm remembering one time when I was working and um, I, I got upset with a coworker and uh, I prayed about it. I asked God to forgive me, and then I knew I had to go and ask her to forgive me too. And a couple days later, I left a few days go by, I, I, I went in and I said, you know, I, I raised my voice, and I need to apologize to you. Will you forgive me? I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And I remember her being very surprised because most people just say, I don't need to ask for forgiveness, but I, I felt I did. And I think God helps us learn to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Um, maybe they won't forgive you, but hopefully they will. This, this woman did, and I'm really thankful for that. Pray for someone you know who's experiencing trials and stress due to personal situations. You know, you never know what people are going through. Maybe you uh, were in a, in a store buying clothes and, and uh, a clothes someone that was serving you got angry or said something. You just never know what people are going through in their personal lives. Um, And uh, so sometimes 
someone will get angry about something and you're just really surprised. Uh, you, you don't understand why, but you don't really know what's happening in their life, the stress they're going through. Maybe they have someone that's dying of cancer in their family. Uh, and so always uh, be willing to uh, forgive and and remember Christ loved you enough to suffer and die in your place. Take time this week to talk about one thing you learned uh, about anger with your children, uh, a parent or a friend, and uh, think about who you could ask to forgive you for a time when you were angry. I wish that my, I, I started with a story about my dad who left home when he was 16. I, I wish that he had been able to go home and be reconciled. Uh, after he died, we learned all of this. We never knew, we knew he had left home, but we always thought his family didn't care about him. Uh, and we found that they had tried a few times to uh, be reconciled to him. And we did meet his brothers and sisters. But by the time, you know, my dad passed away when he was in his 80s, um, his mom and dad were already gone. Uh, but we're going on a family reunion this this summer uh, to meet some of the cousins that I've never met. And that's exciting. So um, I have about two minutes left. Um, I just want to uh, again, do what we like to do on Family Shield and, and just share again the love of Jesus Christ for you, um, for our listeners, that maybe you know him well. I think a lot of times Christians think they have to do this uh, all by themselves. Now they have faith in Christ, and so they're going to be able to live this perfect life. We don't live a perfect life. We sin daily. And it isn't always just anger. It's it's all kinds of things that we do. It's our in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Uh, we need to remember that when Christ suffered and died for us 2,000 years ago, his death on the cross took away all of our sins, past, present, and future. That doesn't mean we don't continue to ask him to forgive us, but it does mean that we aren't perfect and that's why we need a Savior. And for those that don't know Christ, uh, just remember that uh, he is real. Jesus really lived, and he really suffered in my place and in your place. All of the things that the Bible says are true. His death on the cross takes away our sins, his resurrection from the dead helps us know that eternal life is a free gift from God, our gift for us. When we die, we will go to be with him. Our bodies die. Our souls never die. And uh, we, are, we go from this life to the next. I believe it, and I want you to believe it, too. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.